Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Joining us today to continue our monthly muni conversation, glad to welcome back Kathleen McNamara, Senior Municipal Strategist for the Americas, as well as Janine Lennon, Senior Municipal Credit Strategist Americas, both from the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Kathleen, Janine, great to be with you both. Thank you for dropping by Top of the Morning, spending some time with our listeners, our clients, looking forward forward to the conversation. Thanks so much for having us on this morning, Dan. Thank you. Absolutely. So Kathleen, maybe we can begin with talking about how munis have performed recently. I know muni investors have endured a challenging period against the backdrop of tighter monetary policy. You also factor in high inflation. We've been experiencing that throughout the course of 2022. So recently, Kathleen, how have munis performed and has volatility at all impacted fund flows from what you can gather? That's right, Dan. I mean, since we last spoke, I mean, benchmark yields surged and performance suffered. And that does reflect the higher than expected inflation print and a continuation of a hawkish Fed. As a point of reference, the 10-year government benchmark yield spiked by another 75 basis points to crest the 4% level. That uh, caused that yield to hit a new year, a new year-to-date high of 4.24% in yesterday's trading session before falling back a few basis points early this morning. At the same time, the AAA Muni benchmark yield at the 10-year maturity point pulled higher, but at slightly less magnitude, which is often the case. The Muni yield increased by roughly 50 basis points to now sit at 3.4%, and that also um, represents a new year-to-date high for that Muni yield. On a month-to-date basis, taxes and paper have lost another 1% total return year-to-date. Munis are now down by over 13%. This rough performance has prompted investors to continue to pull assets from open-end muni mutual funds at a pretty rapid pace. That said, amid a tough year for an array of asset classes, munis are holding up a bit better than their investment-grade corporate debt counterparts, which have witnessed even steeper losses of over 20% at this stage in 2022. So, Kathleen, I made mention of the word volatility a few moments ago. We have been witnessing a lot of volatility in the markets. I do understand an elevated degree of volatility is expected by the Chief Investment Office through the balance of 2022. How might that translate, Kathleen, to performance of munis from here? That's right, Dan. We don't expect um, bouts of volatility to just disappear anytime soon. I mean, all eyes remain focused on the Fed. I mean, until there is clear evidence that the Fed is poised to moderate the pace at which it tightens monetary policy, we think investors are likely to continue to park more assets in cash and cash equivalents, and markets are apt to remain volatile, including municipal bonds. We do expect the Fed to deliver its fourth straight 75 basis point rate hike at its November meeting. Um, all eyes will be on that. Against that backdrop, at this stage, it's reasonable to expect subdued price performance for munis in the final two months of the year. So with that in mind, Kathleen, maybe we could spend a few moments talk about some implementation or allocation ideas for muni investors. We are talking about the most recent muni market guide today, and the focus is on cannabis. We'll get to that in just a few moments with Janine, though before we do so, Kathleen, can you highlight for us the portfolio themes mentioned within this month's muni market guide? Yes, Dan, I'm happy to. In this month's report, we highlight two themes for municipal bond investors to consider in the current environment. The first is to take note of attractive taxable equivalent yields for liquidity needs. Tax-adjusted yields on high-grade short-term munis now exceed 5% for top taxpayers. Keep in mind, these are the highest levels seen in about 15 years. 
As investors look to take advantage of these higher taxable equivalent yields, we recommend investing a portion of a portfolio within a bond ladder that aligns with the timing of personal cash flow needs. Second, on the credit side, we continue to favor high-quality credits. Although municipal credit fundamentals remain sound, credit spreads are widening on mutual fund outflows. At the same time, the risk of recession is rising. Therefore, we favor positioning in higher-quality muni assets that can exhibit resilience to an economic downturn for guidance on individual credit selection. Keep in mind, CIO provides research coverage for almost 600 obligors nationwide. Well, Kathleen, thank you for hitting on some of those portfolio themes for us. I do want to transition a bit. Welcome Janine Lennon into the conversation, as mentioned, the Title the focus of this month's Muni Market Guide with respect to the Spotlight article, Cannabis Conversations Underway. Cannabis, always an interesting topic to talk about. So, Janine, what can you share with us from this month's Spotlight article? Yeah, so thanks again for having me on today to discuss uh, the Spotlight titled Marijuana Momentum Too Big to Ignore. Uh, before we get into the details surrounding actual cannabis, I just want to take a moment to highlight that our entire team's focus is related on the municipal finance and the tracking of state tax revenues, as adult use is now legal in 19 states and a total of 37 allowing for medicinal purposes. In fact, just eight of those jumped on board since the onset of the pandemic, so we're seeing pretty significant momentum here. Notably, CIO is still unable to provide investment recommendations within the cannabis industry as marijuana remains illegal under U.S. federal law. As such, financial institutions in the U.S. are still required to follow anti-money laundering regulations and are forbidden from making transactions involving proceeds from federally prohibited businesses. With that as a, as a backdrop, state governments have an estimated $600 billion in debt outstanding which equates to about 15% of the total $4 trillion muni market. Their credit quality <clears throat> excuse me, is generally among the highest of all municipal debt, given the substantial resources they have available at their disposal to meet their obligations. And one of those resources, as we all know, is their ability to tax various sources, including those assessed on the purchase of cannabis. So within this month's report, you can see that the tax methodology differs from state to state, but the resulting revenue still accounts for a somewhat small percentage of total state revenue, averaging around 1%. Despite its small nominal percentage of, of total state revenue, growth in cannabis has still been robust, with aggregate tax revenues growing each year since Colorado, the first state to tax and sell recreational marijuana, began in 2014. So in fact, Tax revenues have more than doubled from 2019 to 2021 to reach $3.7 billion. Uh, that $3.7 billion in tax revenue was really based upon record sales of $24 billion, allowing the U.S. to maintain its spot as the largest legal cannabis market in the world, uh, accounting for 87% of global sales, which were estimated at $28 billion. Cannabis jobs also have continued to grow, most recently employing 428,000 positions last year. Notably, there are now more than three times as many individuals employed in the cannabis industry as there are in dentistry, just for folks to have some kind of perspective. Janine, thank you there for some background on the scope, the scale of the industry. I'm curious, Janine, as a follow-up, if you could provide us with some guidance on where legalization stands in the U.S., especially in consideration of President Biden's actions uh, just a few weeks ago. 
Certainly. Um, the relentless expansion towards legalization by state governments has placed pressure on the federal government to act, given the political disconnect. On October 6th, we saw President Biden pardon nonviolent drug offenders who were convicted under federal law, while simultaneously acknowledging that cannabis use remains illegal under U.S. statutes. This was the most extensive White House action taken to date on U.S. drug policy. Um, partisan disagreements thus far have prevented the Safe Banking Act from reaching a vote on the floor of the Senate, but we believe that momentum towards the legalization of cannabis is still increasing. That said, full legalization is probably years away, but legislation allowing for access to interstate banking system, for example, strikes us as inevitable. With um, New York, Connecticut, and Rhode Island expected to commence sales in the Northeast Corridor over the next few months, we expect additional growth in jobs and tax revenue, as almost half of the U.S. population now has access to recreational marijuana and three-quarters having access to some form of cannabis. Uh, as we approach next month's election, five additional states are expected to have legalization initiatives on the ballot, adding impetus to this ongoing trend. At some point, we just think that the industry will be simply too big for the federal government to ignore, and pressure to enact federal regulations will increase. So stay tuned for further headlines. Okay, some more conversations to be had. The momentum is eye-opening. I do want to highlight to our listeners, our clients on this topic, Janine recently authored a blog, the title Cannabis Captivates a Broader Audience, which is available for you up on UBS.com forward slash CIO. Again, as is the most recent municipal market guide, Cannabis Conversations Underway, uh, which we've been referencing during our conversation with Kathleen and Janine this morning. For clients of UBS, you can, of course, reach out to your UBS financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy of the Muni Market Guide or Janine's blog directly. Again, both of these resources available for you now up on UBS.com forward slash CIO. Though Kathleen Janine, great speaking with you both this morning. Thank you for dropping by the podcast and looking forward to picking back up with our Muni conversation again soon. Thanks for having us, Dan. Have a great day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.